Hey everybody, I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking out LJN Radio and our latest podcast, Classroom to Boardroom. We're giving you, the college students out there, the knowledge and tools to stand out and get your career off to a great start. And if you're looking to land that great first position that you want, you better know how to sell yourself on your resume, particularly convincing them that you have the necessary experience. To fill us in on how college students with mostly limited experience can create that portion of the resume, we're speaking today with Kristen Adler, Assistant Director from Marquette University's Career Services Center. Kristen, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much, Tim. Well, let's start off just in general, and then we'll obviously get into more specifics about what goes into this whole experience section. But is there a general rule or guideline that you like to follow as far as what really should be put in there from the college student point of view? Yeah, that's a great question. I think my number one experience is always keeping in mind that on average, employers are spending no more than 30 seconds looking at a resume. So I know that sounds really short, Mm -hmm. but employers are busy and some postings will see upwards of 100. um, Even I've even heard 500 applications. So you really need to make yourself stand out quickly. For a college student, that means a one-page resume, but the most important thing is really thinking and doing some thoughtful reflection on what are the experiences and skills that you have that are actually related to the job you're applying for. And okay. this seems really simple, but it doesn't happen. And I can give a quick example, if that's okay. Sure. For example, marketing. So I might be looking at marketing. I don't have an official marketing internship. Hmm. That's okay. So anything that is paid or unpaid leadership, volunteer, coursework information should be at the top, at nearly to the top of the resume as close as possible to make sure that stands out. So if I'm the employer reading it, the whole point of a resume is to make sure that they know how you're experienced or how you have the skills that you could do the job. So that's kind of my top quick advice anytime anybody asks me about how to do a resume. So really, that is the key that you want to stand out. You'd prefer to have any relevant experience first And then below that, even if it was paid, but if it's not quite as relevant, then you start trickling it in after that. Absolutely. You know, and I think a lot of students will say, oh, I was just a waiter. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just did some volunteer work at the Humane Society. That can go a long way. In fact, I just talked to an employer who is increasingly doing more with volunteer work and giving back to the community. And you'll see that with a lot of organizations, especially in Milwaukee. And so that um, he was looking at applications, a lot of Students were, you know, kind of just blending together with experience levels. Right. But one student in particular did a ton of volunteer experience. Now, that wasn't related to the position at all, but that was an, in- you know, an instant conversation starter mm-hmm. and one that kind of tipped the scales because they were really excited that that student was so passionate about giving back. And that's really part of the culture at that organization. Well, I'm glad you brought up entering things in like volunteer work, even if it's not necessarily related. Where do you go with that? How much do you put of that unrelated work? Because some people are going to say, well, I've only, I did the internship for one year, but other than that, do I put in that I worked fast food? Do I put in, how far back do you go? Do I put in that yeah. I babysat when I was 14? I mean, where's the kind of the, the final balance there? On average, a student should only include anything college um, okay. since they've been in college on their resume. So if I'm a freshman doing a resume, which is increasingly more common that we're seeing, mm-hmm. high school is fine. If I'm you know, a junior, there really shouldn't be any high school on there unless okay. it's related, right? Sure. So maybe I want to get into a nonprofit and I did a lot with Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Definitely that could be related and relevant. Um, but, you know, anything that fits is kind of a general rule. So let's say I have, I'm looking for some nonprofit experience and I've done some volunteer work that definitely needs to be on there. But let's say I did work fast food. Let's say I did do some other odds and ends jobs that could fit on my resume. It could be related. You know, mm-hmm. employers want to hire go-getter leaders um, who are willing to be hard workers. And so the more you can show that you've done and really excelled inside and out of the classroom, you're going to stand out. So thinking one page, right? I don't think anything could be unrelated. 
when it comes to any kind of skills and especially in experiences, if I could call that supervisor where you worked, whether it be unpaid or paid, and they're speaking really well of you and how great of a worker you are, then it could be relevant. Sure. Well, and you mentioned there briefly the idea of even classes. Do you include certain classes or projects you've worked on within that work experience section? Is that somewhere else you'd put it or how does that work? Actually, yeah, that's a great question. So sometimes, um, a lot of times we'll see students and it's completely relevant to have that on there. So let's say I'm a sophomore engineer. I don't have any engineering experience yet, but I have done some great class projects and that could go with really any industry or any major. That can be absolutely included under a related experience section. Let's say it is engineering. It could be called an engineering experience section. Okay. So it can go, you know, of course the, the organization name is the institution. Don't put the name of the class or put the name of the class, not the number, right? Because it doesn't mean anything to mm-hmm. anybody. So if it's an advertising class and it's an advertising principles, put that and then right. think about the skills and accomplishments that you've gained. One thing I always like to make sure with students, especially with group projects, make sure you talk about what you did and not what everybody else did. Mm. <laughs> so you can give context to that. Sure. But make sure you're including if you were in charge of social media, if you were in charge of doing the research on the proposal, whatever it might be, to really speak to that, of course, in the resume, the cover letter, and then most importantly, in the interview. Along those same lines, people have asked, sometimes of us, and we've seen it elsewhere, that, well, do I put on there that I played sports in college? Do I put on there that I was did something with music or any kind of other extracurricular activity? Do you put those on there and try to find where it fits? Do you throw it on there just to show that you are, as you said, kind of that go-getter? What's your take on that? I think the more well-rounded of an applicant you can be, um, the better. So any kind of extracurriculars, usually that's under an activity section, maybe okay. the leadership section. I think sports is great, especially if you're looking at maybe a marketing sales job. They love athletes, right? Anybody who's yeah. hiring in those areas because they're competitive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking about, again, where am I gaining those skills, whether it be in the classroom, outside of the classroom at an internship, or even maybe an extracurricular are all really relevant, unless it's really related to what I want to do. Typically, that'll be one of the last things on your resume. So maybe it's activities and maybe it's, you know, you were a member of a Greek organization, you were a member of the club team for lacrosse. Those could all be relevant. You don't have to go into a ton of detail, sure. unless maybe you were a captain, because mm. that's going to show leadership. So again, that really does make um, you stand out. And I work with employers in my position at Marquette in all different industries, but everyone wants to hire a leader. I mean, there's no one that comes into my office asking me, you know, how to recruit students that are not looking for those students that have those great transferable skills, like leadership involvement, being able to excel in the classroom and out are all really appealing and really will um, kind of lend to most likely a productive, good worker for them. You've alluded to this a couple of times as far as what you're going to be putting in this section. Obviously, you're going to put the details of what, as you said, the title was or the class. But as far as whatever skills or experiences you actually had in there, can you give a couple quick tips as to how you can label that, how you can list that so that it comes across effectively and you're not going on and on, you're not using pronouns, that kind of thing? So one exercise I like to do if students or any job seeker hasn't thought about this is kind of a 10 and 10 activity. So really kind of brainstorming 10 skills that you have and then 10 examples Mm -hmm. that will help you really create a solid resume, of course, cover letter, but then ultimately prepare you for an interview, which is the whole point of writing and spending so much time on a good resume. So thinking about those transferable skills or soft skills, and maybe that be coordinating a 
project or maybe a technical skill using Excel. You know, increasingly we're hearing that from employers in all different industries that Microsoft Excel is just a skill they're not seeing. Hmm. So that's one thing we always tell students, whether, you know, they're in any major, it's just things like that employers aren't seeing. So those kind of skills. So being able to kind of pepper that in, so to speak, some students will actually have a skills section. That's okay, but you could also include that in your experience. So, you know, created a database using Microsoft Excel to do this and kind of explaining it. A variety of action words is helpful too. So not repeating, like you said, let's avoid the small words like pronouns, but also created, managed, coordinated, just kind of using a variety there. Mm -hmm. Trying to be as succinct as possible to get across the skills that you've gained and then any accomplishments. Metrics are always good too. That can highlight a skill. So I increase sales by 100%. I complete, you know, I increase the social media traffic for our Twitter account by 50% being really detailed too in those bullet points about what avenues you've used. If it's a social media platform like Twitter, or maybe it's a marketing campaign, anything like that being really specific. Kristen, I love that you give specific examples as we're going along here, because so many people, of course, we're talking a lot in theory and generalities, but to be able to give those specific examples, I think that's great. And our listeners always appreciate that. We've been talking obviously about how you can help yourself in this regard. Looking at it from the other point of view, what are some common mistakes that you see students making when it comes to that experience section? Yeah, I think just not telling the employer how they're a great fit, which is really the whole point of this whole game, right? If a job search and writing a resume. So let's say I'm looking for an administrative assistant position and I've experienced this on my end when I'm hiring and they're really telling me their cover letter and their experience section is all about the marketing they've done or their aspirations to get an MBA. As a career counselor, I care about that. Mm -hmm. Um, As a hiring employer for um, an administrative assistant position, it's not related, Right. right? So just kind of missing the mark on the basics. I think any job seeker, you know, kind of, if they don't know, kind of the basics go a long way. So essentially the resume and cover letter is telling me, why are you excited for this job? Why are you passionate about it? And how are you qualified? So really getting to the point and customizing. So that's a common mistake students make. And I know as a college senior, no one told me I had to customize my resume every time (laughs) I applied to a job. But you can't just, you know, churn and burn through the same resume. You really have to be thoughtful about that job description and think about what is that person looking for. So pulling out keywords, pulling out skills, what is that person looking for? And making sure I have that in my job search documents as best as I can. Obviously, I can't make things up, right, that I don't have, but making sure I'm speaking their language, Mm -hmm. telling them, I'm a great fit for your position, and here's how. Great stuff, Kristen. As always, I did want to see if you had any last pieces of advice about anything in general regarding the resume, especially the experience section, and as we're gearing it towards those college students, what you'd like them to take away from this conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the resume is that entree, but I think most of us have heard that that networking is the number one way to find a job. So, you know, making sure that all my job search documents are really well done and really my, you know, they're your first impression, but making sure you're spending 80 to 90% of your job utilizing that great resume you worked on to really pound the pavement, so to speak, and find people in your network who can help you and put in a good word for you. That's really kind of the, the, the secret to success when it comes to doing a successful job search. With that, we'll close out this edition of Classroom to Boardroom. Again, we've been speaking with Kristen Adler, Assistant Director over at Marquette University's Career Services Center. Kristen, thanks again for coming on and sharing all of your insight with us. Thanks so much, Tim. This was fun. As always, if you're looking to get in touch with us, if you have feedback for any of our shows or you want to suggest a future topic, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. Find us at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody. <laughs>